Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ranting Atheist Podcast. Today we'll be listening to the deconversion story of a fellow African atheist. It's really amazing that other Africans have been able to relate to the stories we've been sharing over the past few months. And this person shares how she she lost her faith. And one of the ironic parties is because she read the Bible. You know, she started reading the Bible and from Genesis only to to come across the similar passage that uh, that started my own deconversion process, Genesis 38. It was <laughs> it was very funny, you know. Reading the Bible was what helped her to start deconverting. It really shows that if many Christians start reading their Bible, <laughs> more atheists will start being produced. So. The ignorance is, is really necessary for the delusion to be sustained. Fucking insane. So if you are yet to subscribe, please consider subscribing on Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, and other places where podcasts are available. Then if you'd like to share your story, please feel free to reach out via social media or via email. All the links are in the show notes below. So now, let's go and listen to the conversion story of Vanessa. Hello Vanessa and welcome to Story of an Atheist. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for reaching out. Really appreciate you coming on to share your story with us. Yeah, we have to show people that they're not alone. Very just very very true because yeah. it is depending on your on your geographical location especially in africa mm-hmm. you have to think twice before you expose yourself that's true because there there, there, there will be consequences one way or the other but mm-hmm. the, the main consequence is if it's your life that is in danger please calm down till you leave that area yeah i agree yeah so that's one of the things I always advise. If your life is in danger, please, please, please. This is the only life you have. We didn't ask, we didn't ask to have it, but for, for some weird reason, it has become precious to us. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we will we'll, we'll use it while we can. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. let, let me, it's good to have you here. Thank you for coming. We appreciate yeah. it. And thank you for creating this podcast as well. Ah, I had to. If I didn't, somebody else will. So Yeah. Actually, do you know why I heard, um, read about you anyway? It was in The Guardian. There's someone Ooh. who did an article saying there are 10 favorite African podcasts. Wow. Yeah. And yours was there. I'll, I'll send it to you via email. Yeah, I saw the link. I saw the link. Wow. That's, that's yeah. really amazing. Yeah, yeah, uh-uh. yeah. You don't do good global. You're yeah. doing, you're doing things. <laughs> ah, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. So, uh, uh, the listener right now knows that um, we are speaking with uh, Vanessa. So, can we get to know you a little more? Like, um, you should, she are comfortable? Can we know your location, your age? Uh, are you Gen Z, millennial? or older or uh, what do you do for a living and any other thing that you're comfortable with sharing with us yeah um wait the first one was at my age <laughs> i'm a millennial i'm 29 all right all right great yeah great, great. and i'm currently in the uk cool uh, that makes and sense i'm working i'm an architect mm, fantastic yeah. that's really good that's really good so in the um, when you, regarding this religious um, tobacco, what do you what do you currently identify as? Is it atheist, agnostic, irreligious, oh, or you choose any I'm identity? Atheist. Atheist, pure, de facto. Yeah, there's no. It's <laughs> 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 not <laughs> the point where I've reached. There's no. There's no going back. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. So, if you are to define atheism in your own words, what would you define it as? I would define it as, personally, I would define it as a lack of belief in a higher power or a God. But 
I also include um, just questioning everything and not tying myself down to one particular doctrine or belief system. Like if, let's say, the common one is science, if something is debunked, I'll also say, okay, I was wrong in believing that or, you know what I mean? Not just holding on to a truth because it was taught to you at a particular time. So it's just a constant process of learning and learning, relearning, and just accepting that you, you would never know everything. And if you're wrong, you are wrong. Can you share with us um, your, religious your religious background? What was it like? It was in as much detail as you'd like. Like it was okay. a full breakdown. Yeah, so my religious background is Christianity and I was baptized Anglican. I was baptized as a baby, so <laughs> you know I didn't have <laughs> that was so funny. But yeah, I was baptized Anglican. But um I would say like my family isn't super really obviously there are some people who are but my like my mom and my dad, they are religious. Okay. But it's I just don't think it controls their lives. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we did go to church, like even when I was growing up, I grew up with my grandma for some point at some point. Okay. And we did go to church on Sundays, but even after that, there wasn't like a follow up of what did you do at Sunday school. <laughs> um, there were no like um, Bible studies at home and stuff like that. Which, like, from all the stories of my friends at school, like they would talk about how they would go two, three times a week. How after every service on Sunday, they would have like Bible meetings at home. There'll be family prayers and stuff like that. And that's just nothing that happened, like, mm. in our home. It was just Sunday, like, that was it. Mm. But even with that, religion is just pretty much everywhere. You know what I yes. mean? Like, you're still expected to pray. You're still expected yeah. to do all these things. So, yeah, that's that's the background. And it's – and I honestly think, like, for my mom – She's Anglican, but she was raised Jehovah's Witness. Whoa. And yeah. <laughs> and in fact, most of all her, like her siblings, and none of them are still Jehovah's Witness. And I think there's like, not an understanding of atheism, so to speak, but I feel like coming from such a fundamental group, because they can be, they are, the way that she practices it is not as overbearing because I feel like she she kind of experienced that like because you know how you're not supposed to celebrate birthdays, no blood transfusion yeah. and all those other things. So I think coming from such an extreme thing to Anglicanism, which is a breakaway of the stricter Catholics, so it's like I don't know. That's what I would say, yeah. So, do you, you now, you've been born into an Anglican setting, no? You're baptized mm -hmm. against your will. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, growing up, how did you take it? Were you just chill? Were you serious with God? Did you believe all that? Or it was just based on what was told to you? Yeah, I mean, I did believe, but I can safely say that I've never been in a situation where, like, my faith was lacking or growing. Like, it was just, I just knew, okay, I believe in God and all that stuff. But you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people would describe something happening and their faith would grow or something bad happening and then they lose their faith. For me, it was just like a just like a monotone, just one note of faith, I would say, but the belief mm -hmm. in God was still there. <laughs> right, okay, it was still okay. there. Because I think like they they scare you, they fear monger you into Exactly. Religion. Yeah. Without fear, there's no religion is 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 useless without without fear. Exactly. 
Yeah, so if so did you believe in hell? Yes, I did. <laughs> so why did how did you did you manage with that knowing that if if, if even if you are a Christian if you don't follow if you do some things or you don't follow God to a certain way you won't go to heaven like you go to hell so how did you cope with that you know it was scary because and i think it kind of gives you anxiety because you're constantly thinking will this send me to hell what's going to happen you know like you're just constantly on edge all your actions are just you know and even just um sometimes i would actually get freaked out not by hell but the concept of god just watching you you know what i mean like yeah because the way they you know how they say oh cover that front camera of yours somebody could be spying on you watching you like if you take that seriously which probably they are i don't know um you could the paranoia could make you run mad so sometimes i'll just sit and think like how is someone just sitting and just watching you do whatever you know what i mean Mm. Two four seven. yeah so for me that i feel like that was even more scary um than the concept of hell and then (laughs) at some point (laughs) and then at some point like after i turned 13 like 11 there like preteen into teen um i started listening to a lot of rock music and i still do it's one of my favorite genres so and you know i don't know if you also listen to it but the the theme of rock is very like this yeah i love you rock is my own favorite band. oh yeah same same yeah nice uh, and I, I, I i i i cried when chester died so i know me too i was so depressed i can't lie crazy yeah so it's like and then obviously i still had the fear but then after this after i started listening to rock music like you know how some of the themes are like they talk about depression they talk like (laughs) very anti-government some are even anti-religious lyrics and stuff like that so i think for me that kind of like piqued my interest into thinking differently so to speak and even just i think it also kind of removed the fear of the unknown because i i really like you know how some of their videos are like very dark um, yeah. a lot of symbolism and stuff it's, like that it's uh, horns and all those things like yeah yeah, yeah. Perfect, and i was really... the perfect uh, satanic panic bits yeah. <laughs> yes and i was really just intrigued by that like just like horror movies and stuff like that and whenever people would be like oh that's satanic that's like for hell and stuff like that so i was like but it's interesting you know what i mean yeah and also just i don't know if um in nigeria it's the same but like animals like cats snakes owls like they're considered (laughs) (laughs) cats suffer a lot in nigeria because of superstition they believe they are demonic animals yeah owls who are targets only dogs are enjoying here in this country exactly and my first pet was a cat Ah. so you know like i'll just be like wondering like how can something that god said to have created be Mm. evil you know what i mean like yeah i remember at some point like growing up my aunts and even some other people um be like why do you like skulls why do you like and i'm like but you've got a skull in your body like what where is the fear coming from what's (laughs) what is this about you know so i think after starting to listen to that kind of music and just starting to question everything that's where the fear of hell started like going away mm-hmm. but i was still like scared of where where will i end up as a sinner still you know what i mean yeah even though i wasn't completely um scared of hell still but yeah lucky you lucky we uh our our fear of hell was reinforced by <laughs> by nollywood movies and um, this particular <laughs> ministry man zion film ministries we also used to watch nollywood and, and there was a lot of fear like there's so many witchcraft movies coming from nollywood 
<laughs> that's their emo. Every there must always be a form of uh, a form of juju. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it must, and it, 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 it's just now that after I became an atheist, I now look that this is just um, the propaganda from the Christ, the Christian mindset in the sense that this had they they presented the traditional religion in a different light because Christianity yeah. means an adversary. So the local the adversary Thanos. was the traditional religions. They need the Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is Thanos? What is the MCU without Thanos? Ah, the, <laughs> the, there will be a villain. The story mm. will be it won't be sweet at all. No, it, it, won't. it won't be sweet. It won't make sense at all. Mm. So um now before let me see now, let me see how do, how do I do this? Okay, let me do this now. But now you are you believe in God somehow. Well, you're kind mm. of coasting along. When did you start to get all suspicious of the whole setting? Like, hmm, something, something is fishy. You know, when did when did the doubt start creeping in? Before, uh-huh, mm-hmm. all those, before we go to the point of being an atheist. So it first started um, when I was in grade eight. I can't remember how old I was. But that was after the whole getting into music, rock music and stuff. And this was back and, home in Zambia, right? Yeah, it was back okay. home in Zambia. And um, it was in grade eight, nine. And we had a history teacher, history and civics teacher. And um, my grandfather happens to be like a person who's who was prominent in the struggle for independence. Mm. Okay. So whenever, you know, like people, if I'm, be, if I'm introducing myself for the first time, they would ask, oh, is this your grandfather? And they would always speak about, you know, oh, he was independent and stuff like that. So this particular history teacher, um, he was like, oh, Nkumbula, you know, and he said the name and he was like, oh, your grandfather was quite important in the struggle for independence. And, and then he started talking about living through colonization and he's he spoke about he said that quote um they took they gave us the bible and they took our land or something like that yeah yes and it was from there and it was just like what is this man talking about you know hmm. like how can he say that you and you know as a christian you know yeah, yeah. the defense automatically yeah. like somebody can't just say that that's a lie you know, and he talked very passionately about how as Africans they are made to feel less than human beings, you know, and just, just the whole experience of how bad it was. And it was from there that I just, I started doing like my own research into colonization. Then obviously slavery came up and from yeah. there, like how Christian, like um, imperialism as well, how missionaries were sent first to pacify Africans. And then economically they came and, you know, just stuff like that. And yeah. that's where it started from. That's where I really just started to question so much, like everything. But still, I was just like, but. Hmm. I believe in God. You know what I mean? Yes, no, you can't just let it go like that. It's just, it's just so stuck. But it's, and it was hard, you know, and I don't think people realize this. Like when you start questioning something that you've known your whole life, like yeah. it's it hurts actually. It's quite, it's quite painful to go through because people just think you leave and, you know, so yeah, that's where it started from. Then um, I still used to like, and then that's when I started looking into like other mythology, like Greek mythology, Roman. Mm, okay. I was like, how are these gods outdated? Like I used to ask myself that. Uh-huh. Like at some point, people used to like th- uh, shrines were built. You could go yeah. to Greece right now and see temples of whoever built for who and who, but nobody believes in them anymore. So I was like, hmm. You know what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> what is happening here? But still, I was just like, okay. But anyway, let's continue. <laughs> Jesus, God is there. Jesus is there. <laughs> <laughs> of course, ah, uh, you have to. Yeah, you just 
And I think also there was also the fear of if my parents knew that I was questioning this or if people knew, you know, what, yes. what will happen to me, what's going to happen. Also, hell was still in the background. So I was like, mm, mm-mm. and then when it like when <laughs> when I was just like when it kind of hit was when I went to a Catholic school and <laughs> you know after after listening to how you deconverted it's 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 amazing how when you're put into a fundamentalist situation where you're just like I can't I just don't understand I can't believe this anymore and it's not like the bo- I went to a and it's not like the boarding school was fundamentalist, so to speak. But obviously, being a Catholic school, you have Catholic mass. You do everything that the Catholics are doing. So even when you go, yeah. when you're accepted at the school, because it's quite a it's quite a popular school. So when you're accepted, you have to sign some form that says that you're basically agreeing to being at a Catholic school, but also adhering to Catholic principles and stuff like that. Wow. Like, you're, you're going to attend Mass. Like, even if you're Pentecostal, Anglican, whatever, you're still required to attend Mass <laughs> and Stations of the Cross and the whole, is it that Mary procession thing? And anyway, yeah. That kissing of you, you know that. No, no, that, that one was optional, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you weren't forced. Because there were still people who were Pentecostal and Jehovah's Witness and all that stuff. But still, by being at a Catholic school, you were basically agreeing to, you know? And we had mass, like, we had mass every Sunday, but we were put into house houses, like sports teams. It was blue, red, green, yellow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then each week, each house had mass. So you'd basically be going to mass twice a week, but the one in the middle of the week was like super early. And I just used to get so irritated by it. And because if you don't go to mass, you get punished. And that's just another thing where I was like, (laughs) (laughs) why? Like, why do you, why do you need to scare somebody? into going to mass like if this doesn't happen this thing is going to happen to you so it was just those small small things that were happening and then another thing um i'm just listing but wait, how do you reconcile the the doctrines comparing it with your anglican background did it really no not really i mean anglicans are kind of because they still take communion and do they do the rosary? You know, this is how much I don't remember. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there wasn't much of a difference because even some of the, I don't remember what they're called, but I'll just say chants, like those um, Mary Mother of God. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, those, most of them were the same, I think, except Mary. Because I don't think the Anglicans followed mm, okay. that. Yeah. So it wasn't that different. Like I could. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, so. One of the one of uh, a previous guest said it was raised Anglican, and it was kind of um, because um, the king wanted to marry somebody, and the church did not approve, so it had to create his own church, and that's how the <laughs> Anglican Anglican church came about because the yes. king. Was <laughs> <laughs> Ah, people are crying this in on their head. <laughs> but you see, that that just reveals how much you can twist to whatever you want. You know what yes. I mean? It like, makes it obvious that it's so man-made. Exactly. Because if it was a definitive word of God, there would be nothing to change whatever was written. You can't just come and up it, and start your own no. just like that. If exactly. it was for real. So it exactly. should be so man-made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So carry on, carry on the story, yeah. Yeah, so then, um, so there was this novel, this book series that I used to read, and the author hadn't released the last, um, the third part, 
and the school used to get donations like to the library from um, the Bay Trust and also some sponsors from Germany. So then that particular book, the author of that book is Atheist. And um, it was the Golden Compass series. I don't know if you've heard of those of the no. movie before. Okay, Golden Compass. Yeah, yeah, I have the movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So the, the, and you know, after reading it again, it, it wasn't even like a deeply atheist book, but it obviously had themes of angels, demons, and demons rising and stuff like that. And some, pre- and obviously that's against, you know. <laughs> yeah. So then one of the girls at school read the book before it was ever put on the shelf. And she reported it to the headmistress and the headmistress confiscated the book. And I was like, what does, you know what I mean? And then after she asked the girl, like, are there any other books within the series? And she said, oh, yes, there are two more before this final book. So she confiscated them. And I remember my friend and I wanted to read them. So we kept going to her. I think for like over a month, we would go to her. Can we just read the last book? Can we just read the last book? And she hadn't even read it. She was just like, no, um, I can't allow that. But she really didn't have a reason. And when you go to her office, I remember we went to her office. There was just like a section in her office that had novels and books. Clearly, they were pulled from the library. Mm. And in my mind, I'm like, what? Isn't this what these countries did? Confiscating books, even short of burning the book. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of craziness is that, you know? So it was like that one just, it stuck with me because it just didn't make sense. And I started to think, like, if your faith or whatever is so unshakable, what is a book? Exactly. What's a book? There's always so much fear on controlling media. Yes, controlling media. That's that's the thing. That's what was even kind of scary about it, that someone can just take and ban people from reading them. So the next thing that I forced myself to read was the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, let me read this from the front to the back and see okay. if I come out as Christian. That Christian. Mm. Exactly. Because like I said in the beginning, like my faith never grew, it never waned. It was just like and mm-hmm. and just that thing where people kind of guilt trip you like you know how people worship like some are loud and you're just like how is that not capturing me you know like, <laughs> why is it the holy spirit doing what start speaking it all <laughs> <laughs> oh that's another thing tongues were banned that's another thing i remember tongues were banned so and what made me start actually reading the Bible is we at my previous school it was a it was a, a school owned by the mines former formerly owned and it was I would say it was not a secular school but we had people of different um, doctrines come to that school there were people who are Muslim who are Hindu who are you know just and that wasn't even like a big point the main point was that you're just coming to school and that's it. Um, it was a trust school. <laughs> then when going to Catholic school, obviously, there's going to be religious education. Yeah. And this particular one, we had religious education before, but that one was exploring all of them. So we would learn about Christianity, Hinduism, Islam, and African tradition. But obviously, the concentration was on um, Christianity. And then we just learn like, what are the books? What other books do people read? Okay. You know what I mean? If we read yeah. the Bible, what are the others? What do they practice? So it wasn't, I don't think it was much of, how can I explain it? It was just like a... Just an, an overview. Yeah, yeah, an overview. Yeah, that's the right word. So when finally going to Catholic school, the type that the type of religious education that was there was that the exam was set up in a way that you had to memorize chapters or verses. Mm. And then you'd be asked to write them as they are in the exam. 
What? And after that, yeah, like you had to memorize. I remember we had to memorize sums. I don't know what. But there were just so many that you had to memorize. Sometimes it would be 50 verses, but you had to write them as they were. Oh, <laughs> you had to write them as they were. And then after that, the, there would be questions asking you about the passage, like what did it mean when this happened and stuff like that. And so that's is, how is, is this a subjective answer or does a specific thing you must say according to the, to the marking scheme? Yes. So Try. obviously you couldn't answer as freely <laughs> as you wanted. But that was the starting point because I just realized that before when I read the Bible, I didn't read. I just I just figured, oh, I read the Bible, I'll go to heaven. You know what I mean? Like as long as I'm holding the book and reading something about it. But I never really was understanding or even questioning what I was reading. So that after sitting through one of the term exams, that's when I picked up the Bible. I was like, let me read this openly, objective. Let me question everything that I read. The same way that the exam is questioning me about certain lines in the Bible. Yeah. Let me also ask myself this. And that's when, that's when it just started. Yeah. <laughs> crumbling just there. I, I remember getting to Leviticus and being so angry because there were just ridiculous things that were, don't do this, do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there was, um, I remember someone was talking about how um, masturbation is a sin. <laughs> and you know the verse that I'm getting <laughs> Genesis 38. Yes, yes. Oh, and wow. remember asking why, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they'd said, oh, read Genesis. And I was just like, this is the, like, this is your reason. This doesn't oh, even relate. And then I was also like, but why did he need to die? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like they are big, they were, I mean, in the biblical times, there were people being killed, hanged, raped. But you decide to concentrate on someone. It was just, it was just a lot, you know what I mean. And I hadn't even gotten to the end, and I was already exhausted. I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I just, I just couldn't believe it, honestly. But even then, like, I just, in my mind, I was just telling myself, get to the end, like, just see what it's all about. You know what I mean? Giving myself yeah. false hope. In a way, it's, because it gets better. Mm. yeah, <laughs> and I remember still reading it because I was at that school for a year and a half until I like finished my final, my grade twelve, and I remember finishing the Bible after I had finished, and after finishing it, I was agnostic. I was just like, no, this can't. Is, first of all, there are so many contradicting things mm -hmm. and it also doesn't make sense. And also, um, because we memorize so much, there was also, I remember one of the topics that we had to do was about like women submit and all that stuff. Uh, and, you know, as a firstborn African girl, <laughs> There's you 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 really see how you're treated against you know your male cousins or your brothers and stuff yeah. like that, and just generally how society treats women and you know the way my mom raised me, it was like she never said you're yeah, below men or anything like that. Like she was very she was quite empowering. So to read verses like this that are don't speak, you know what I mean? Women are not supposed to. I was just like, why? You know? And I remember in Catholic school, I don't know who answered me. No, because we came from the rib. Oh. We like we, we just learned about reproduction. How do you come from a rib? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that's one thing that, the Catholics don't realize, like, they have such a good education system. Like, I, I, I won't fault them on that because yeah. Yeah. when it came to the sciences, like chemistry, they taught 
it unbiased. They never brought religion or anything into it. It was just oh, so they yes. talked evolution too. No, was it? No, no, oh. no, not evolution. But just like if it was <laughs> biology, you were learning biology. Okay, if you were okay. learning reproduction, there wasn't going to like they we didn't. They won't. They won't find a connection and say God. Yes, exactly. Like especially okay. when you get to reproduction, like. I, there was and it was a sister who actually taught us biology. Like when we go to reproduction, there was no all sex before marriage is a sin, stuff like that. Mm. When usually that happens, you know. Yeah. So it was it was quite interesting to be in a religious setting that drew the line and never tried to mix those two, like sciences and religion. Yeah. So that's it. Was after grade twelve, yeah, that. I remember just saying I'm agnostic. And it's interesting because I never had the terminology. Yeah. Okay. Right? I just knew that, you know, because even was, atheism. Looking back, you just see that, okay, that was where I, when I was agnostic. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Because even, I think, even the word atheist, I think I found it in uni. Mm. And then, like you said, looking back, you're just like, oh, that's, at some point, that's what I became, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you're agnostic now. How did you get to the point of being an atheist? It was in my third year of uni. And I was just, I can't say I was lost, but it was like, after my first year, I was like, I'm just not going to go to church anymore. And I never went. And it was because on Sunday, every Sunday, you're used to going to one place. All of a sudden, you have this free time Mm, that you don't know what to do with. Yeah. And you kind of feel guilt and lost as well because um, everyone else around you seems to have a purpose for what they're doing on a Sunday. Like... They're excited, they're getting their clothes ready, you know what I mean? And then you're just like... <laughs> yeah, they're still in. Yeah, yeah, like... I mean, obviously, I enjoyed it the first few times because it was like, oh, I can do this now and that. But at some point, you you start to feel, you know, um, some type of way about it. Um, and when I would go home, it would be back to, like, going to church. And then that's when I would be like, this is why I don't go anymore. Because you have to play along. Mm-hmm, exactly. You really become a good actor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the actions. They would never yeah. know, unless you say something. You just, yeah. Once you just do the acts, they believe that you are it. It's so easy to deceive them. Because even in church, I would be there saying, oh, hell Mary, this. And in my mind, I'm like, why are you lying? <laughs> <laughs> You don't believe anything that you're saying. What is happening, you know? Yeah, so that's, and, you know, like the uni break was about three, two to three months. So for two to three months, I'll have to go back and pretend. But I just held on to, okay, but the rest of the year I'll be at uni, you know? I, I get to be myself without any questions or people forcing me or anything. So I was just like, let me just live like that. It's fine. And then in third year, I remember being like, okay, let me just stop. Let me just stop holding on to this. There might be a God somewhere. You know what I mean? And I just, I just stopped. I was just like, this is it. Let me see what's going to happen. And there was just something very um, liberating about it because after a while, obviously I felt lost, but after a while, it sunk in that there was, if something good happened, something good happened. If something bad happened, it wasn't the devil. Um, And also if anything bad happened or if something happened that I didn't like, I would sit, think about it, be able to trace what I did, where it went wrong and stuff like that. Mm. And it's, you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I just all of a sudden felt like I was responsible for my life and I was more accountable for a lot of the things that I did. And I just started to live more intentionally 
I was able to say no to things that I didn't want. But before it was just like, oh, respect. Like if your elders are telling you, respect your elders. If they, you know what I mean? Like you're constantly yeah. tying it to some doctrine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was just, it was just completely liberating and so free. And I felt light. And I just said this, I can't go back to whatever that was. And it was just very, it was very liberating at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, so that was back in 2015. Mm. Yeah. 2015. Wow. wow. Seven years ago. Even. Yeah. Wow. Time, time really flies. Well. That doesn't even feel real. That <laughs> <laughs> really flies. So now, Jan, atheist, what did you tell? So did you tell anybody? Who did you tell first, or were you just? Did you, did you cast? Actually, I told. You know what's funny is that um, a lot of my friends who I met um, in, like, we had a rock group, you know, on Facebook where we would share music and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of them identified as atheists, and even while I was Christian, we still remained friends. And sometimes I would ask, like, how can you be a friend with, you know, with me? And their explanations would just be like, because I know you as a person, you know, Mm. but a lot of them were. So, and then sometimes they would assume that I was because they said, oh, but you don't typically do Christian things. Like you're not in the church like that and stuff Uh like that. (laughs) 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 Like you're not out here preaching and converting people and stuff like that. So I was just like, "Ah, but I am. And it's almost like they knew before me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one thing that I do. Like, if you take the average uh, self-professed Christian, like if you see the mm-hmm. way they live their lives and an atheist, the difference is that the atheist just says, I don't believe in God. The way they live their lives are almost identical. Exactly. It's just, it's just funny, man. Just yeah. Funny. There was there was someone on your podcast. I can't remember. I think they said if you were to actually look, you'd find that more atheists live a Christian life than the other way around, because of just the way that they approach life. But they are not even tied to like a doctrine, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so I told a few people, and <laughs> some of them were like, "We knew." <laughs> We knew, finally. yeah, so, yeah. Some of them were like, "Finally, what were you doing? Believing, you know what I mean?" <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, some of them were shocked. Um, I still maintain some friends who are Christian, who were Christian. I've got a few friends who are, but I feel like there's just a line where we don't talk about. Not that we don't talk about it, but. It's just like, okay, you believe whatever. I'll continue to like say whatever I want and post whatever I want. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, after I finished, that was 2015. So two years later, I finished in 2017. Now I finally went home. Like there wasn't like, no, I can go back to school and just no be. Escape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember like, I think for the first three months, I would go. And then at some point I was like, I just felt stifled because obviously at school I was free to do whatever. And I just felt like myself, like I would better read. And then one day my mom was just like, oh, um, let's get ready for, ch- for church. And I was just like, I don't want to go. And she asked why. I was just like, I just don't feel like it. So she said, oh, okay, fine. And then she came back from church and she said, oh, today we're talking about tithe and stuff like that. And I remember starting work a few months after that. (laughs) And she was like, oh, you should try tithing. I was like, but why? And then she explained. So then I was like, so if, you know, she explained the general concept of tithe. I was like, so if a poor person, somebody who's not financially stable, do you mean to tell me they still need to give 10%? What if that 10% makes or breaks them for that month? And she explains that, you know, the normal through God you give, blah, 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 stuff like that. 
And I just, I just said, oh, okay, but I mean, I'm not giving anything that I earn. And she was like, oh, okay, fine. And yeah, so it wasn't like a forcing matter, so to speak, but okay. I could also f- kind of see that she was kind of disappointed about it because <sighs> I think, because <laughs> I think even no, like if you raise your child a certain you expect them to stay in whatever you believe in. Yeah. So I think they're refusing to go to church and no one, whatever. And then I remember at some point I've got two young siblings. Um, I remember the youngest, um, was ready to go to church and she was like, Oh, aren't you coming? I said, oh, No, I'm not going. And then she looked at my mom and she was like, Oh, then I'm not going as well. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was just like, She just looked at me and she was like, Okay, you can stay for today. That's what she told my young sister. You can stay for today. And that's how me and my sister just spent the time, you know, like watching TV and just chilling, basically. Yeah. And then, um, like, it would be on and off. Like, I would go just so that I'm not lectured about it or whatever. And then one final time, I was just like, "Ah, I, I just don't want to go at all. And... She was just like, oh, uh, maybe, so the excuse, the first excuse that I gave the first time was that I don't feel God in church. <laughs> I, 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 I feel him at home when I read and blah, 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 and stuff like that, you know, just yeah. all these funny, funny excuses. And then at, I just stopped going and she stopped asking at like completely. She just stopped asking. And it went on like for a while just like that and then after i worked for a bit i got accepted to do my masters here okay and i rem- and i remember my grandma calling me and asking me oh have you found a church that side um, oh, to, go- <laughs> to go to and stuff like that i said <sighs> no even my other aunt and particularly they are into religion like they're in the I, never miss a Sunday, yeah. Huh. So at and then at some point, like months after I was here, you know, people don't not that people don't care here, but no one is going to ask you about whether you're going to church. You know what I mean? Are you Christian? Are you, like who cares? Yes, exactly. Like who cares? And it just felt so nice to be in an environment where you didn't need to constantly explain yourself in that regard, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, and then I remember one time, I never, I've never outrightly told my mom, but I think she knows, because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a time I posted um, uh. something that said, um, don't have children, it was something like, don't, it's not like directly quoted, but it was like, don't have children if you're not prepared for them to be something that you didn't expect, be it they don't believe in whatever anymore. Mm. They don't, you know what I mean? They're not straight. They're not, you know, just, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I remember remember her commenting on it, saying that I trust the decisions that you're making in your life and stuff like that. Mm. And I feel like that was just her acknowledging because even like the when I was at home and when I said, oh, no, I, I just don't want to go to church anymore. From then to now, she's never sent me like Bible passages or read things and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, whereas before she would, but not like in a bombarding way. But I feel like that was just her acknowledging that, look, my daughter here is not. She's no longer interested. She's not into this anymore. And yeah, and that, and you know, at the stage that I've reached, I'm like, I, at this point, I don't care who knows, you know. Yeah, that that's great. Fantastic. Yeah, because yeah. no leverage on you again. So yeah, that's another thing, I guess. Yeah, and also I understand like that, like you said, sometimes you have to leave for you to be able to 
do whatever it is or live the way that you want to live without being tied down if someone's taking care of your finances or yeah you know what i mean yes so, yeah. if you weren't living in, in with your mom there were such questions will not come up so yes constantly yes. yeah so that's that's the beauty of that yeah so yeah fantastic a uh, little sharing story but there's something that i i omitted i was supposed to ask especially mm-hmm. because of the nigerian audience we need to understand what what the religious setting in zambia oh, is like zambia is it's uh. i think it's over 95 percent christian wow yeah it's mostly christian wow that, last that, time that, i checked yeah so no space for muslims so that they are just in the five percent minority yeah then the minority like there are mosques and hindu temples and all that stuff but it's not because i i know the situation in nigeria it's i think it's half muslim half and there's like conflict as well between the the conflicts yeah 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 so it's quite and i mean zambia has declared a christian nation but it's far from <laughs> but, but on their constitution they call themselves secular or they do they actually no, officially no, call themselves like officially we are wow. christian <laughs> wow I, I know so, so there's battle of uh, denominations or all that not really you know what I, like there's no co- conflict like outright conflict because even after being declared that there's still um i assume there's still legislation in place where muslims are allowed to build um mosques oh. in the temples are allowed to be erected as well but it's not like but christians they ban other, yeah they don't ban other um doctrines from practicing but it's just been declared that oh, Zambia is a christian nation uh-huh. which that's it uh, I africa, need, africa is in trouble uh, i need religion to live we are in trouble someone has asked me once that do mm-hmm. i do i believe in religion we live nigeria or africa i'm like uh, it will be, but not in my lifetime i know i'll be long dead not in that not in this lifetime I know I'll be long dead. All I can do is just be a resource that will inspire another person to carry exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. Because two years ago I was not an two years ago I was not an atheist. Today oh, I Oh it's it's recent. So, uh, very recent, no? August July, August twenty twenty. That was when I like okay. accepted, accepted the E word, like yes. Like here. I don't fucking believe this shit anymore. <laughs> like fuck fuck it all, man. Yeah. That was, that was that was it was coronavirus that was the real accelerator. Because there's been a lot of doubts like two, three years prior, but mm-hmm. that coronavirus lockdown, seeing the whole chaos, madness just accelerated it and Yeah, it, I did follow it, it through. Months. Yeah, and SARS as well, I assume. Yeah, yeah SARS? Oh. Yeah, the the situation. SARS, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Answers, answers, answers. Already, I'd already crossed over then. Oh okay, okay. I was already deconverted, and I, that was even that was even when I realized that we have been deceiving ourselves mm-hmm. in this country, waiting for God to do something. That one chance we've been on our own since day one. They've just been playing exactly. us. So, just, it's so um, ridiculous because you know, like. I, I know that we have a day like back home we have a day for prayer and fasting for the economy i'm like what is that total nonsense what is it the president just hiring economists to deal with the economy you know what i mean like what's yeah. this it's just a lot honestly africa we've been superstitious, uh, superstitious from the get-go so that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what is still affecting us but Little by little, generation by generation, we we'll keep um, with um, people speaking up. At least twenty years ago, people would never speak up like this. No, there were no facilities to run this podcast, <laughs> like to do what we are doing now. And the money that one we have to spend, mm-hmm. when we have to be in the same room for this to happen. Yeah, and you have so, to meet in secret, you know. Uh huh. So you needed money, you needed facilities, you need. Oh no, no, no. So the internet is the is exposing religion daily exactly and the world is reliant on the internet so 
it's too late to apologize yeah and also like (laughs) i was when i first discovered this podcast i one of the things that made me more grateful for it is i didn't go through an angry phase and i feel like i I needed to because when i first started listening to your podcast and hearing everything i just got angry because i feel like my my journey was like mellow i was researching and doing this and that and that and i feel like it was vital for me to get to just release all that frustration of just feeling like all these years have been wasted yeah, it's, uh, it's normal, but people let out the anger in different ways and different intensities. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> You've different turned it into something destructive. <laughs> ah, I'm letting out my own in every way I can. Yeah. So once we are past that, we, we move on to the next phase. So. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. Vanessa, thank you so much for sharing your stories with us. Would Thank you like you. us to reach your line or you still just want to to chill? I'm not even like active on <laughs> Ah, okay, okay, no problem. Oh, sorry, no. Yeah. No problem. But no um problem. yeah, at this point, because I've crossed over the atheism line, my concentration now is just trying to see how to decolonize that continent. Like and because I'm in the field of architecture. I'm looking at it through that lens. And it's a lot like, obviously you can't tackle the whole thing, but slowly, but that's my particular area of interest after, after releasing the whole religion thing and seeing that that's, it's almost like that was one of the seeds that damaged Africa. Mm-hmm. If not the main seed, I for one, I know Nigeria's biggest problem is religion. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. people, people that are in it, we always be in denial. But yeah, that's yeah, true. Looking at it from outside, you can just see the handwriting on the wall. Mm-hmm. Especially with if and the disconnect with um, being yeah, a woman true. and a Christian as well. Oh, I forgot. That's another thing that made oh, me leave. Nice, 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 nice. Right. It's very insidious in Christianity. It's not mm-hmm. easy to spot. No, it's not. And like you said before, it's women are the biggest cheerleaders of ah Christianity. Without and women, collapse straight. Yeah. That's, that is why there's a constant system of shaming and mm-hmm. keeping them beneath men. Just to yeah. make them feel that there's something they they are not they are not enough. It's it's just a it's, it's just, just so a, so fucked up, man. It's a cycle. It just feeds into each other, and then it also feeds into like the culture and tradition. How there are just so many archaic practices that just keep women, you know? Yeah. 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 We'll be free. We'll be free eventually. Just that yeah. we'll not be alive to see it. No be alive to see it. So Vanessa, thank you very much. Um, thank you for having me. Great having you here. I will continue to follow your podcast. All right, all right, all right. Thank I, you. Yeah. I thank advise you. your followers to question yes, everything. Yes. I don't have sources because you know I wasn't like my research was basically you know, like reading the Bible and other <laughs> <laughs> other decolonial texts. So yeah. my my sources are not geared towards like uh, dark matter and all that stuff. So <laughs> everybody, that's 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 why now everybody's everybody's path is so different. Who yeah. Yeah. I was just I was just chilling watching videos, not knowing that I was <laughs> about you to make about a, a big decision. <laughs> so that that's it for you. That's it for you, man. Yeah. So that's yeah. just my advice. Just question everything yeah. that you're told. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed Vanessa's story. 
if you are yet to subscribe please consider subscribing on all platforms apple spotify google every other place where podcasts are available then if you'd like to share your story please feel free to reach out via email or via social media all the links are in the show notes below so have a wonderful week and i will catch you on the next one